You're listening to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This one was interesting to me because the end of season awards and just like college football, it's, it's always open for discussion about what people were thinking about in that space. But it, it comes to it, it has to be considered. So all pro, which is different than the Pro Bowl, all pro. And the all pro team was announced today and Jay Foreman. Yeah. Somebody was missing from the first and second team. We'll go by position. We'll start at a position of faces that people recognize and know. First team quarterback, nobody's surprised, is Patrick Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Yeah. Second team, where's Josh Allen? I don't know. They picked Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Oh, I can as the, see that. That's the, he's the new it guy. But Do you agree with it? Sir? No. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Running back. Let me hear him. Josh Jacobs is the first that, team running back. I agree with that. Second team running back. Nick Chubb. Derrick Henry was left. Oh, no, no, like, Nick Chubb, yeah. Okay. But Derrick Henry had been hurt, and he had one game where he got really shut down here recently. First team receivers, Justin Jefferson, Cheetah, Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson, Cheetah, Devontae Adams. Second team, second team receivers, A.J. Brown, Stefan Diggs, C.D. Lamb. I like those. I like those. I think I think that's pretty. You know, Tyreek Hill had a couple of huge games and had some game winners. And remember, at the beginning of the year, he had you know Tua had six TDs. So I, I'm I'm firm with that. I'm constantly amazed. Trent Williams seems to be the universal pick for the greatest silverback in in the league. And once again, they picked him as the the best left tackle in football. Your thoughts? Oh, it's not a doubt. Without a doubt. Right? Yeah, without a doubt. uh, Andrew Thomas from the Giants was was second team. He's had a really good year. Um, People don't, you know, obviously give him credit because the Giants have been a joke up until this year. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Kittle and Kelsey as the Kelsey is the is the is the first team Kittle, second team tight ends. Anybody yeah. anybody else belong in that conversation? I would usually say Mark Andrews, um, but he's been, you know, fighting the the injury bug a little bit. Um Kelsey for sure. Kittle, I think, is getting it maybe on namesake now, you know, just because He's been hurt a lot this year, and he. Mm-hmm. Got, but you know what he did? He came on late. He had the game where he had, uh, 
he had one touchdown going in, and I think the last three games of the year he had five. Mm-hmm. So getting it going late. Yeah. Well, well, look, but nobody, really good coaching. But none of the other guys really got off. Like Waller was hurt. Um, Gasecki really didn't get off like he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who who really I would have maybe probably put in there with Kittle is Ingram from uh, Jacksonville. He's on a one year deal, and he, and he. Stat for stat, I'd put him Evan Ingram. He's been really good. Always and, fascinating. And, and he took Jacksonville or part of Jacksonville's turnaround to get him in the playoffs. I, I always – look, for young quarterbacks, for young quarterbacks, especially Brock Purdy, to go to your veteran – the easiest way to make a quarterback, a young quarterback competent is to have a high-level, elite tight end that he can make easy throws to to bail him out of situations. And these tight like that's a thing that matters. It's a thing that matters. It makes an elite quarterback higher uh, at a higher level. But for young quarterbacks that need the bailout, they need that thing to lean on. That's the space to do it. Jay, it's a fighting foreman's. You need three linebackers. Who would you have chosen? Uh, well, they have um, Warner. They have Fred Warner. I would have. I would have got him. Mm-hmm. They have Raquan Smith, who I think had a really good year, and then Matt Milano. Um, from Buffalo. I don't know if I would have had him, even though he's a Buffalo guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's definitely worthy of being maybe like second team All Pro. Mm-hmm. I would have probably had, um, you know, look at the second team guys. No, the guy that I w- usually would have picked would be Bobby Wagner, but I would have picked this year. I would have picked De- Demario Davis. He has been just as good as everybody else that we previously mentioned, but he's been down in New Orleans and kind of been passed over. But when you talk about uh, an all-pro and been playing at an all-pro level this year. He's made some really good plays this year. So I would have just flipped those two. But the, I think the all-pros have been good. C.J. Mosley had a kind of resur- you know resurrected his career. Really good out of Baltimore. Not so good first year with the Jets. Chose to sit out with the with, with COVID when he had the choice and really ba- bounced back this year. So I like them all, you know, the linebackers. But I would have flipped Demario Davis up to the to the top. But I think – uh, Milano has made some big, huge plays. Now I see with that team of Buffalo being, you know, one of the best. I think he's, you know, benefit off it. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think twice or like, you know, not not having it. But I will tell you this: I would, I would, the guy that I would take over, Demario and Milano, is Michael Parsons. Well, they have him as as, as an edge. Okay, well then I guess that's fine. But they have him as an edge, which. Is the next group, Nick Bosa and Michael Parsons. Now, in a year, there are going to be some years where it's both Bosa's. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be both Bosa's. Like, that's just how that's going to be. But pa- Parsons in this space with Bosa. Yeah, see, I view him as a linebacker, but I'm I'm fine with him there. I like the interior with Chris Jones and Quentin Williams. I think Quentin Williams – see, the see the, the all-pro that I saw, I saw Dexter Lawrence as like a nose tackle. Like they had a special position for him, which I thought was odd, but um, maybe it was just you know his second team or they didn't get it off. But I like, I like uh, those those guys with my edges or whatever. Those four that'd be a great defensive line for me. And uh, well, I want to say you playing linebacker behind Dexter Lawrence, Jeff Simmons. Yeah, what I do agree. they do for you? Why are they the, the well? Dexter the, the Lawrence is going to eat up two blocks. Oh. Um, Simmons is going to dominate any any type of guard one on one play, and he's he's a he's an offensive destroyer. He gives they he gives you they both give you pass rush um, as the first as the first team guys with Chris Jones and Quentin Williams. 
So they're easy to play behind. Those guys, all four of them do one thing. They dominate, you know, at their individual jobs, but then they also play really good within the scheme. So they make football plays that necessarily don't show up in their stat sheet. So then linebackers like playing, you know, behind them because you know what they're going to do. They don't they don't have you out there second guessing. If they if they decide if they see something, you're able to move as just as fast as they are because you know uh, they're going to go there and own the own their their gap that they're going. And plus they they are dominant in the pass rush game. And Quentin Williams has been a one man gang this year. Yeah, to to watch it, it, the word that comes to mind in watching him this year versus previous years is maturity. Yeah, just watching him, he the athletic arrogance seems right. to be there where well, he's not doing too much. He's well, doing think. exactly like, what he needs to do to get the job. So when he got drafted, he was in Alabama for for three years, um, and and declared early. He was twenty years old. He's a young, young rookie. He's got a lot, he's got a lot more years left, and he's just getting into his his uh, getting in, coming into his own, and he's going to dominate the league for quite some time. Uh, the text line we're going we're going to get to the text line later. I don't know why they they're picking on you, Jay Foreman. They're trying to come back at you. I'll ask you this because in this space, I've been <laughs> yeah I've been pondering this because I, I want to know who the best safeties are, and the way they broke this down was that Minka Fitzpatrick and Hufanga, but I thought that Derwin James still deserved to be first, first team. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the thing with Derwin James is, is just he's such an explosive athlete, it's just that he's always hurt. And, but well, he the, plays physical. He yeah, throws yeah, his yeah, body Yeah, up. but, he, you know, so when you miss some games and then uh, Hufanga really came to stardom when – they solely needed to depend on San Francisco's defense. He was kind of a Troy Palomalo. He would come off the edge. He would run down plays. He would make a you know tip interception. He'd have a big hit. He's, it's kind of like you're you're a product of the year that the defense is having, and he's a guy that's a feature in that defense. Whereas when you look in play in and play out, week in and week in, out, day, day, year in and year out, Derwin James is is the is the one that should have been up there with Fitzpatrick. Um, but you know you can't go wrong with either, and that's just the way some of these all pro teams go. The better the team, more guys benefit off of it. You know, I mean that's we talk about this at the college level. Well, Denver well. had a player make the make the make the all pro team like that. That's yeah, that lets you know. That's and, a and, statement. And you know who else has a really good say? You got, but you got to think though. Harrison Smith is still playing at a at a high level, all pro level. Justin Bates from Cincinnati is a high level safety. Um, you know, Buffalo, both of their safeties. Poirier, even though he's he's battling through some injuries, is still productive. Um, and, you know, when he was with Micah Hyde, they had the best safety combination. They're just getting a little long in the tooth and got a little injury. So, but, so you got to think, man. Justin, the, the safety play in the league is doing real well. The, the, the uh, Diggs from Seattle has six interceptions. Is it because um, they're asking the by, safeties to do more? They're doing more, and they're and they're able to be closer to the line and and make more plays on the ball. Um, and defense is a lot more aggressive with their coverage. Uh, the Tennessee Titans buyer their their safety is really really good. Um, there's tons of safeties out there that that are are, are you know kind of at the at or close to the pro or all pro level. So you can't go wrong with none of these four. Um, you know, I like their corners. J- Jahir Alexander, I think he benefited off of that one game against uh, – I thought he'd talk himself out of some votes. 
<laughs> was, no, it was, like it I really was, thought he, he was. He, he talked himself into All Pro. He okay. had, he didn't have an All Pro year. Yeah. He had an All Pro day, mm. which led to All Pro year. Um, Bradbury has been very very good. Um, came from, came up there from Carolina. Um, Sauce Gardner has been everything that advertised and then some. Yep. And Patrick Sertani has just came in and been that dude. So those two dudes are number one. There's some other corners I would have liked to see in there, but you can't really go wrong with any of these guys. Um, you know, really, to be honest with you, you know, quite has kept. I know he, he, a couple different times he's gotten taken to the take, take it to the rack, but don't don't think Patrick Peterson hasn't been locking cats down. Don't think the young man down at uh, New Orleans Saints uh, hasn't been locking guys down. And um, you know, there's a there's some pretty good corner play overall throughout the league. Um, probably not as much depth as it has been because I think some of the veteran players kind of you like, don't have the spotlight corners yeah. like you had. You don't well, have Revis Island. Think, you don't have prime time. You don't. You have, think Jalen Ramsey is an honor? You think that you'd like to think he'd be a lock? Now he came on late, but he he didn't have a good season this year to, up to his standard. Um, there got are a lot, a lot of little things that that were in play with him that that I imagine players around the league talking about. Right. Hey, there's a thing you can get again, Jalen, this year that you haven't been right. able to get in the yeah, past. Yeah, the, the attention to detail along with the lack of true pass rush there, so you can't gamble. And you got to think, Diggs from Dallas was just, he was the All Pro last year. Whoops. He, yeah, and then whoops, the double move has came back to bite him. Some hello. So there's a lot of <laughs> and, and you know what? Let's not be let's not be quite as good. Sauce Gardner's partner. Uh, is just as good as well. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot of good corners out there, young, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a battle now Who coming out of these off seasons. Oh, DP made it. So now I need to go back to my bag. I got to do gotta it. Got to get in the you lab. Know, right, right. Got to get in the lab. Right. It motivates guys. Well, uh, you know, what happens is those Pro Bowl guys get their workouts together. That's the big thing about Pro Bowl is that the re the rearranging of, of off-season workout groups happens. And this is what it is. We'll throw the break. Final segment of Old School coming up. Uh, Jay Foreman, there's a text. I'm going to go ahead and set you free on him. This dude talking about you, I'm going to let you talk back. Jay is Foreman. This is 785? Yeah, we're going to talk about that when we come yeah, back. Yeah, man, we're going to talk a little bit, man. We're going to talk a little bit. <laughs> 